Hello, my name is Zach. Thank you for listening to my first ever episode of Next Level Medical Assisting. Uh, I, uh, um, I'm a medical assistant, as you can imagine. I've been a medical assistant since approximately 2007. Uh, I've, I've mostly been in primary care, but I've worked in a few other areas of different demographics of, of patients. Um, just a brief excursions into certain specialties, uh, uh, but most for the most part in primary care. Um, I, you know, I love what I do. Uh, I, I've been doing it a long time and, and uh, I love talking about what I do, as you can imagine, since I'm making a podcast about it. And uh, the joke is, is that if I make a podcast, the people that want to listen will come to me instead of uh, me having to go to them and them uh, sometimes walking away, <laughs> uh, if not wanting to hear what I have to say. And so this way, uh, the idea is that I can hopefully spread my knowledge and, and learn more from, from the listeners about how to be a better medical assistant or the way they do things uh, and vice versa. Uh, and so, you know, the people that, that have any interest in it will, will hopefully come to listen, whether they're, you know, medical assistants, uh, people that want to be medical assistants or are currently in school to be medical assistants or have been medical assistants, either just out of school or been for some time, whether they're in specialty or in primary care or or some other um, alternate field such as, say, research, which I very briefly worked in fresh out of school, uh, whatever it is, they're, they're uh you know, the idea is to for all this place be a place for us to come together and hopefully not in the not too far future have a way for you to be able to contact me here and, and submit your tips, tricks, ideas, questions, concerns, whatever they may be. Uh, but uh, just know this podcast is focused on medical assisting. Uh, we are going to avoid anything controversial, uh, no politics, no nothing like that here. Um, and it will be directly related to medical assisting and and we're not uh, picking any sides. So the idea is to just, you know, treat everybody the same uh, and be the best that we can. So I will start by giving you a little bit about my beginnings of medical assisting. I, again, I, I've been a medical assistant since approximately 2007. I went to school in California for medical assisting, uh, but I've born, I'm born and raised in Washington state, uh, which is where I've come back to. And so uh, I, was lucky enough to go to a really fantastic school with some small classes and some great teachers and they um some small classes and great teachers and and they were i was very lucky to be able to learn a lot and and uh you know get a lot of attention for what i was doing um and so you know my program was relatively short it was seven months from the beginning of the program to the end of the externship uh that was obviously about 14 years ago um my understanding is at least where we're at where i live at now uh they range anywhere from i think nine months to two years uh but i could be wrong on that time frame but that's my that's my understanding so i was very fortunate as to where i went um i got a really good education for a decent decent uh price as far as a student loan goes um and i'm grateful for that I had some really dedicated teachers uh that were able to show me the experience that they had and so, you know, out of school, I briefly worked for a clinical research company. Um, it was about a year. I was very lucky in the sense that my coworkers, my manager were particularly kind and, and willing to spread their knowledge and, and befriend me and, and sort of, you know, guide me in my way into the medical field. Uh, and I was there for about a year uh, and have since moved on from the job itself although not from the friends. 
Uh, and so, you know, I'm back here in Washington and I've basically been in primary care since uh, from that point forward with a brief excursion into gastroenterology for a year uh, and another brief excursion into urgent care for approximately two years, give or take. Um, and all of those were good experiences as well. Uh, and I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the fields. I learned a lot about the patients and, and what needs to be done. Uh, and I learned that, you know, I belong in primary care. That's my my deal. That's my situation. Uh, the ironic thing is, is that I know a lot of medical assistants that feel that, you know, primary care is sort of like a no-go zone, if you will, for some of them. Uh, and I think the, the general concept is, is that in medical assisting, you need to be able to, uh, you need to be able to, know a little bit about everything in primary care and you need to know a lot about one thing in specialty care. It's maybe a massive oversimplification, uh, but it's, you know, generally sums up the concept of, of how it goes. Uh, and, you know, doing a little bit about everything um, in general can be much more uh, challenging or time consuming than learning a lot about one thing. And so lots of fantastic MAs in specialty and in primary care. Uh, I've met them all over the place, and I, I think most of them do a fantastic job. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, what's your, you know, pick your pick your deal, pick your deal, what you're into. Uh, and somebody who's been in primary care usually, for the most part, wants to stay in that and vice versa for specialty care. Um, and so I'm, I'm a primary care guy. Uh, I appreciate all of it, but... Uh, you know, for me, it didn't feel right to tell patients, you know, we're, we don't, we're not going to take care of that part of your body. We're going to send you away. So for me, I, since I had so much experience in primary care prior to working specialty, which is approximately, you know, uh, maybe eight, eight years, um, before I had specialty, maybe nine, uh, you know, it, it just didn't feel right to me. Um, but to be fair, it's very understandable. You know, I worked in gastroenterology and, you don't go to a gastroenterologist for your mind or for, you know, your skin or for, for your heart. You go there for your GI system, you know, you go there for your stomach and, and the related parts. And so, you know, that, that's the idea. And so it just, to me, it didn't, it didn't feel right for me. Uh, but there was lots of great people that, that, that worked there and, and did a great job. And it's very important, such as, you know, as with any specialty. Um, so, you know, I landed... Uh, I did that for a little bit. I went back to primary care. I had a brief excursion into urgent care for about a year to two years, which was great. Uh, by that time, I had been a medical assistant for you know, approximately 12 years, and it was very, um, it was unique to go into a, a new field uh, to, to learn something knew that I had never done before after being an MA for 12 years. And I really enjoyed it. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big believer in learning something new. You know, I was making splints with the ortho glass and, and the ACE wraps and the, you know, the cotton padding. And, and uh, it was uh, quite the experience. And I, for once in a very long time, I felt like a, a noob, you know, like a newbie uh, doing what I was doing. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. It wasn't very often that I learned something that, it, that knew after so many years in the field. Um, and not only that, but lots of other things. We did wound care. I didn't do so much wound care in primary care. A lot of times it's the RNs or the providers that are doing it. Uh, but I, I was able to to do uh, wound care there quite a bit. Uh, basically where I was, it was the medical assistant and the provider. And, you know, there's no appointments. You know, people can walk in anytime. It can be like a, 
you know, you just got to be ready to go on a, on a whim or you could sit there for hours and do nothing as opposed to say primary care where you got appointments and people are coming in every 15, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, uh, something like that. Uh, you, for the most part, know what they're coming in for, uh, usually, or at least have some idea. Uh, and then, you know, after, you know, there, there's not too many surprises uh, other than, say, messages or, or phone calls, you know, beyond that. There's not a whole lot of medical emergencies that happen in primary care, although they do happen, but just not as often in urgent care as in urgent care. Uh, so I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've been where I'm at now for, with the company for a few years. I've been in my current location for maybe six months and uh, I'm back in primary care. And, you know, I knew I missed it, but I don't, I didn't know how much I missed it. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm home is kind of the way I see it. Uh, I really love what I do. I'm very lucky to work with a fantastic provider and coworkers. Uh, you know, I have a, I have a great front desk, um, you know, shout out to the front desk. They don't get the love that they deserve. Let me tell you that, uh, you know, again, we have a great nurse that works with us, uh, manager, just co even urgent care in the, in the location as well. We just have a lot of, of great people, uh, that work there. So very lucky. And so, you know, the, the whole idea here for this podcast is to, you know, it's called Next Level Medical Assisting. And the idea is to, to ex, you know, change, exchange tips and tricks to be a better medical assistant or get to the, you know, next level uh, as it is um, and see how good we can be. You know, and I uh, most of the medical assistants that I met in, in my experience uh, have, have been great or a lot of them have been great, I should say. Uh, you know, and, and the idea is medical assisting is I like the joke, which is not, you know, it's very, it, it, I mean it facetiously, but the, you know, what I like to say is that, you know, uh, uh, it's very simple that anybody could do it. Um, and that, you know, in the sense of what we do particularly isn't that difficult. Anybody could learn it and do it for the most part. Uh, but it, you know, it takes a special kind of person to be able to do it with, with, with compassion, a special kind of person to, to do it and acknowledge the human element uh, and to realize that, you know, everybody is human and every, you know, the little things go a long ways and to treat everybody the same. You know, in community health, we dealt with a lot of homeless people or uninsured, underinsured or whatever it may be, even, even you know, criminals or undocumented immigrants or whatever it may be. We also dealt with just the average person uh you know what whatever it is and it was you know everybody was treated the same you know you found a way to say yes you weren't looking for a reason to say no um you know you you, you dealt with people that were very mentally ill people that didn't have insurance coverage um and so the uh, you know the idea there was you know we we want to help you we're, we're you know we don't care why you come just come here to get the help that you can uh and we'll do what we can for you you know, and then with the understanding that they have a tough life when they're out there. So, you know, we got a lot of transgender or a lot of, you know, gay or whatever it may be, uh, different, all kinds of races, different languages, um, people from different cultures. And we, uh, you know, everybody was treated the same, you know, you had interpreters and whatnot, and you just, it was quite the way to, to go. Uh, I had basically no experience in the field of medical assisting me on an, uh, one year in, in research. And so I didn't quite know what I was getting into, uh, but I'm very grateful that I ended up there. I, I, I credit the, that, that experience um, for making me the medical assistant I am today, which is, you know, someone who, as I said, takes in the human elements that, you know, it, it's not just a, you know, I care about what I do and I, I go the extra mile for the patients. I've literally given my shirt, 
my shirt off my back to a patient. You know, I I had a shirt under my scrub shirt and this patient was homeless and they, you know, the shirt they were wearing was not really a shirt. It was just not not really acceptable and, and uh, they didn't ask. You know, I just offered to give it to them uh, because in my mind, you know, nobody deserves to walk around with a ripped and, and torn and tattered shirt. And so, you know, it was something that meant a lot to them that really didn't mean a whole, you know, to me as far as like materialistically, uh, and it, you know, it, it, it was a very minor loss to me and it was just a massive grateful thing to them. And so I, I've, I like to think I've done that a few times. I still have friends from that were patients there when I was there and, and they're, you know, they like to credit me for their success, but, uh, I don't dare take the credit. I, as far as I'm concerned, I did a very minor kind of act and they ran with it and, and, and did what they do best. So, um, it's, it's things like that, that I, I think that sometimes you come across people that really in any field, but in medical assisting, I see it that sometimes that, you know, we forget what we're doing. We forget why we're there. We forget that we're there for the patients. You know, it's, it's so easy to just think about, oh, you know, this, this so-and-so patient showed up and, you know, I can't, I, you know, so-and-so's coming back in today or oh, so-and-so's calling or messaging about their pain medication or this or that or controlled substances or whatever, uh, you know, but these, these are, these are people and they're in treatment and it is by no means our job to judge. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of known for telling my coworkers, you know, when I, when I teach people that, you know, 80% of our job is just learning to keep our mouths shut. You know, they don't pay us for our opinions, uh, which I think that goes for a lot of jobs, but it, you know, I, I find it to be very true, which is, which is fine. I mean, it's very, you know, it's very accurate. You know, most, any job you go to, they don't pay you for your opinion unless you work for a very specific job, say, I don't know, a consultant or something. Um, but for the most part, you know, your, your company wants you to go to work and do the work you do and, and do it your best and do it with, with a passion. And so that's kind of the approach that I take. Um, you know, I, I believe in the little things, you know, I, everything from, you know, you get a lot of messages and phone calls from patients, portal messages, you know, these are the big thing now. So patients can send a portal message anytime and, and believe me, they do uh, about most anything. Uh, and in my experience, you know, a good portion of them are not appropriate to be sent as portal messages, but nonetheless, they send them and that's what they're permitted to do. And it's just a matter of communication. And so we take them and we filter them, whatever it may be, whether it may be triage or whether it may be, you know, send it to a different, uh, department or, or, you know, whatever it is they want, they want a record of their vaccines or, you know, Hey, I haven't heard about my lab results. And so, you know, instead of just sending it to the provider, I'll, I'll look to see if the lab results have been reviewed and see if I can answer any questions prior to just sending it to the provider, or at the very least confirming the information that they've given me, um, or that they've written in the message. So the provider doesn't have to find out that later they said something that they were mistaken. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like a little bit of, it's a lot of helping the patient being compassionate and and going the extra mile for them and understanding that they're a human being and they probably just want to be listened to and that if they're mad or upset or needy it's probably for a reason if or if or not even if it's just to be listened to uh and then the other side of that is to help the provider you know the providers mid-levels doctors whatever it is they work uh very hard i mean a medical assistant do too don't get me wrong the whole team does but Doctors get paid for the most part where I've been uh, by the amount of patients they see and what they do with those patients, but yet they go home and, and you know, you may not see it or hear it, but they're spending hours at the computer, whether it's finishing their, their, their charts or, 
or whatever it is, you know, reviewing results, writing result letters, sending messages, whatever it is that they're doing, uh, they're doing it at home and, and, you know, we're not. And so the idea is, you know, yeah, they're getting paid a, a provider's salary because they deserve it. They went to school to be a provider and, and medical assistant did not, but, you know, as long as we're getting paid, uh, you know, uh, a decent salary for what we do and we've agreed to that, then the idea is to, you know, put in as much, uh, as much effort as we can and understand that the providers are doing that too and the front desk as well and the nurses and, and all the other uh all of us you know allied peripheral staff and so you know it, it's, it takes a team um but that that's the idea and so just going you know going the extra mile and, and doing the right thing uh in my opinion opinion you know, it really takes a medical assistant to the next level. You know, I've, I've noticed, uh, even if it's like say paperwork that goes to the provider, I make a point of, of filtering all the paperwork that goes to them. I fill in what I can, even if it's a filling in the date and highlighting where they need to sign and putting those little flags, if there's multiple pages, you know, punching in objective information from the chart under the, under the papers that can be filled out that there's no reason that we can't do that, that, you know, and to leave it to them very time consuming and they have a, you know, the fact of the matter is our time is important, but theirs is more valuable based on what they're doing. And so, you know, sometimes it's not so easy to hear, but it's uh, nonetheless, it's true. And so the idea is to just, you know, share the pain. And in my experience, it benefits everybody. You know, if you're, if, if I'm doing as much as I can in the paperwork, I'm seeing, you know, when I originally, when I started with this provider, I wasn't doing that. And, you know, we talked and I've, I, I was, it was taking two weeks to get paperwork back and now I'm getting it back in 24 hours. Uh, so, you know, it's a huge change. It's a little bit of effort, right? And he's a, he, the provider is much happier, much less grumpier, which is understandable. Uh, and I'm getting paperwork back much quicker, which means less phone calls, less messages from patients, um, and ultimately saves me time, even though I'm putting in a little bit more effort. And so I've, you know, it's really paid off. It's something that, you know, I, I see other medical assistants do it too, don't get me wrong. Uh, but un unfortunately, I see a lot of, in my career, I've seen, uh, it's not uncommon to see medical assistants that don't do that. You know, it's very common to see them just forward the message, you know, oh, it's the provider's problem, you know, they can answer this. And they do, a lot of times they do because they don't want to cause conflict or approach you about it. Uh, and maybe they prefer that, but more often than not, from what I see is, you know, it, it the patient's just going to call more and ask about it because it's going to be sitting there and it's going to cost everybody more time and stress. Um, and so it's a, it's like putting a bandaid over a, over a big wound and it ultimately it just makes things worse. Yeah. That's been my experience. And so, you know, the idea of this whole podcast here is for people that are, that, that care about medical assisting, that are medical assistants, that want to learn about it, that just want to hear about it. You know, if a nurse wants to listen, an RN or an LPN in any field, even a provider, if they have the time, which they probably don't, if they're seeing patients or front desk, you know, shout out to the front desk. They did not get the love they deserve. Let me tell you. Uh, so whoever it may be, or somebody just is, is interested in being a medical assistant, you know, whoever it is may be, they're welcome to come listen to this podcast. Uh, and if, you know, hopefully it can make them a better medical assistant. Uh, I also am very open, uh, at some point here shortly in the future to get away for, uh, listeners to contact me, uh, to send me their tips, tricks, advice, you know, questions, concerns, whatever it may be. And if I can be a better, better medical assistant from it, then that would be fantastic. That's, that's my goal just to be better at what I do. I love what I do and I've been doing it for a very long time. Um, 
you know, I've seen a lot of some medical, I like to think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good at what I do, but uh, I've met some medical assistants that are, um, you know, they put me to shame. Uh, and, and, and I'm just like, man, they're, they're awe-inspiring in what they do and how they handle patients and, and the effort that they put in. Uh, and I, you know, I like to think I have a lot of compassion, but, you know, I've seen some medical assistants that really just bend over backwards beyond. Uh, and I admire that. I almost envy that. I mean, it just, just takes so much um, passion for what you do to be able to do that, to care about your patients like that, particularly when some of them can be, uh, you know, less than pleasant to deal with, uh, you know, but they're, they don't come to us because they feel well for the most part. And so, you know, it's a, it's a unique ability and I commend anybody who uh, wants to better themselves in that aspect, whether it be a medical assistant or anybody else in any field, uh, customer service is, is very, uh, can be very difficult, uh, and it's, you know, but it's a great skill to have. And so I think combining that with the clinical skills and being a medical assistant is invaluable. Uh, and if, you know, if I can get more people to understand that or, or if I can learn better ways to do that, then, then it would make this podcast all worth it. So, uh, yeah, this is my, this is the first episode of next level medical assisting podcast here on anchor.fm. I appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully we can get some actual listeners and eventually maybe some communication going on down the line. My goal here is to, to make an episode, uh, approximately every week, although I will have to see how that goes here in the near future. Uh, and hopefully at some point in the near future, get some guests on, um, and, and, and hear from listeners and go from there. And, uh, you know, until next time, thank you for listening to Zach and his next level medical assisting podcast and, uh, on anchor.fm and keep doing what you do. I appreciate it.